All the men use assless chats. Screw this game. I'm off. It's gonna have goop on it. Oh, it's 10 out of 10. You are listening to the After the Fact Podcast. I have a potion, but I'm not gonna save you. It's like nuclear meat rage. Slide your visa through your butt crack. Classic gaming by geeks just like you. Dr. Robotic touch you in an inappropriate place? Sun Astro has formed. Get shitty with your friends and flex. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. It was smooth, and it controlled really well. It looked like a big pile of blocky ass. Jason Peck. You know, you're at work, you're on a break or something. You play, beat Contra, and then go back to work. Christina Peck. I think that the art style is good. I think the music's good. I think we can all agree on that. Sure. But I think it's just so full of bullshit. And Andy Padel. Quick, everyone, get on board Cletus. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 30 of the After the Fact podcast. I'm your host, Luke Matthews, and I'm joined today by Christina Peck. Hello. Andy Padel. Hey. And Christina's husband, Jason, is joining us. Hello. Because we are doing Contra for this episode, and he is by far the most ridiculous Contra nut I've ever met in my entire life. So figured he'd have something to contribute. We'll get into the Contra discussion in a minute, uh, but as usual, we'll start by going around the room and finding out what people are playing. Uh, I've been playing Enslaved lately, which is actually really good. I'm pretty upset that it didn't sell very well. I've um, heard good things about it. I, I mean, I've heard that it has problems, but overall, it's a really good game. It's a really good game. Actually, I picked it up because it wasn't selling well. Uh, Amazon had it as a deal like a month after it came out for like 25 bucks or something. What style of game is it? It's a, uh, like an adventure type game. Um, I don't know. Like a... Are we talking like... I'd say with adventure as far as like Tomb Raider or yeah. even okay. Uncharted. Okay. Type yeah. gameplay. So okay. I was trying to come or up with Prince the uh, Prince of Persia. Tie all those together. It's it, yeah. It's got a lot okay. of Prince of Persia elements in it. So you're you're constantly you know flying around and doing ridiculous uh, acrobatic moves. Um, you're like a gymnast jumping from cliff to cliff, basically. <laughs> uh, the story upsets me a little. Um, <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, I, I'm not giving away any spoilers because it's in the demo. But basically, you're on a slave ship. You start out and you. Um, you're kind of let free from your your uh, little pod, and this girl is running around the ship, and you keep running after her, and you're like, hey, hey, help me, let me come with you. And she keeps shutting the door in your face. And so you have to climb outside the ship to finally make it to the escape hatch. You get on the escape hatch. She sets off without, like, knowing that you're on the outside with the understanding that you're going to die. So she attempts to kill you multiple times. You somehow hold on to the escape hatch, you land, and she puts some sort of slave collar on your head and says basically, hey, help me get home. If I die, you die. Um, you can't do anything. But you weren't to... you trying to help her in the first place? No, you were trying to get out. Oh, okay. But she kept like locking doors in your face and attempting to kill you. Awesome. So then at that point, like, and then as the story goes on, in a surprise to no one, they like, have a bit of a relationship because they've saved each other from death so many times. But then you get to, a, you know, like, she's like, oh, hey, thanks for, for really helping me out back there. And then you wander off, like, a couple of steps too far, and she's like, oh, come back. What are you leaving me? And then she kills you. Huh? Like, she kills you. 
like if you go too far away from her, she has like this horrible separation anxiety problem, but she has the ability to kill you in order to make her separation anxiety feel a little that better. That sounds retarded. That sounds really dumb. The game is good, but that part of the story <laughs> really upsets me. Yeah. Like it's so upsetting because there's parts where she doesn't even ask. She's like, hey, uh, I need to do this. And it's not, hey, will you do this with me? It's, hey, do I'm this or do you this. die. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you're coming with me. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> but don't go too far. So I don't know. But the game itself is actually good. I would recommend it for someone to play. Cool. Just take that little part of the story. And it probably only bothers me. So. Well, it's probably one of those games that I wouldn't mind picking up for. You cheap. Know, cheap cheap as free because like i for my birthday i got um was it for my birthday or for christmas it might have been for christmas i got uh transformers war for cybertron mm-hmm. which is a game that i wouldn't buy on my own but having got it as a present i really like it it's re- it's really fun mm-hmm. um it's, it's basically gears of war with transformers which you can't really complain about too much um but yeah it's i, I might pick up enslaved for for cheap if i can get it for less than 20 bucks or pick it up used or something like i said i bought it for 25 and i feel like i got my my money's worth and i hope that they make another one it's a uh, ninja theory so guys okay. heavenly sword and yeah. doing the new devil may cry so it, i'm hoping that'll be better than devil may cry three was that the three or four what was the last four four was the last one i I'm, never i've never liked the devil may cry games even i played the first two and i never i've never played any of the rest because i just don't like them yeah, I'm not a huge fan either, but, but I liked the first one. That's it. It's really weird because there was a ga- there was a similar game on the PS one or PS two. I think it was a PS two called Gungrave that I played. Yeah, that I loved on, Gungrave. Uh, it was so much fun. It was and it was re- it was ridiculous, right? It was absolutely absurd, over the top, just stupid shooter. But um, the style of it was really cool, and I enjoyed the gameplay. And Devil May Cry was very similar in gameplay style, but. It was just it just didn't catch me for whatever reason. It just I I couldn't I just never sat down and actually enjoyed it. So whatever. Yeah, but Enslaved's worth it. Like I said, I would say if I paid twenty five bucks for it, and I I feel like I got my my money's worth. So cool. for for sure, anybody below thirty, which I think it's fairly common yeah. around that price. What are you playing, Jason? Aside from Contra, that is. <laughs> I'm always playing Contra, but uh, Marvel <laughs> versus Capcom three. How is it? It's Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your team? Uh, my team is a cheap team, so it's Wolverine, Ryu, and I'm going to have to put Hagar in there. I like Hagar. <laughs> He's so overpowered. No, uh, Sentinel okay. is overpowered. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once you unlock the Sentinel, then definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Throw him Sentinel. to your cheap team? Yeah. yeah cheap team. <laughs> Some, like, uh, one of the things I really like about that game is uh, some of the characters they did uh, like Deadpool, for example, the the little things about him are amazing. Like he moonwalks backwards as opposed to stepping backwards, and he does the yes. Running Man when he's moving forward. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh God, I gotta buy this game. It's fun. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Marvel vs. Capcom stuff. I mean, shit, I've got the arcade m- machine for two in my house. So, yeah. um, although it's not working, it but play, whatever. It, three plays a lot differently than two. Um, it's a lot faster. Uh, the, it's not bad. The damage that you do. Like the goes really really quick. When I saw the game at PAX, it looked visually it looks a lot like Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Um, does it play similarly, or is it? Um, it's faster paced. Okay, and I don't 
fully understand the mechanics of the when you're supposed to switch out and whatnot. I mean, there's sure. intricate combos you can do that I don't care about because I'd just rather punch someone in the face repeatedly until they <laughs> fall down. Um, like Taskmaster uh, is amazing because he has moves from a bunch of other people. Oh, like, sure. Uh, he has uh, a Spider-Man move where he just uses a rope and swings towards the opponent. But it's it's very straightforward. It's a pretty simple system. And in the simplicity, I guess, is where the balance lies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with simple. That's why I liked Blaze Blue. Like, Blaze Blue was practically one button YY action, man. You just <laughs> and beat on stuff. So that's how Sentinel is. You just stand there and repeatedly press the fierce punch, and he has a like an extending arm that reaches oh. halfway across the screen and does <laughs> massive damage. <laughs> nice. I think I like it a lot more as uh, not just a fighting game. But bringing back old franchises, yeah. So Arthur from uh, Ghost and Goblins, oh yeah, 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 and then seeing the background, I think they did a really good job. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's what nine stages? Uh, just like background wise, I uh, have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know how I feel about some of their choices and characters, like uh, the the dog from Okami, <laughs> whose name I can't remember, but who? It's a dog. So any attack that you shoot at it that's normal, like, human head level just goes right over it. Awesome. It's yeah. the odd job of the uh, fighting game. Yep. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. The guy's not... He's, he's a legit character. <laughs> <laughs> the crouching odd job. <laughs> yeah. That best glitch ever. The guy who would always choose jaws, and you're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what a horrible plan. <laughs> Thank you for making yourself a giant target for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom is good. I suck at it really bad. Like I am horrible at it. Galactus just destroyed me. I need to get it. I, I I've got a huge collection of fighting games that I love to just m- mash buttons in every so often because I'm not the competitive fighting game player. I've never have been. Uh, but that's I think that's exactly why I would like Marvel vs. Capcom. From what people have told me, it's more it's more of that kind of fun button masher type yeah. game than it is a competitive, balanced like Street Fighter type game. So. Like it's it's just fun. Galactus, some of the things he says at the beginning of the the rounds are amazing. I like Tron Bonds. Tron Bonds. Yes. Uh, how many like unique ones have you seen? Like where they're actually talking to the other person? Oh, for hers, I actually went through the entire uh, voice list and listened to all of her <laughs> comments. It's just all of her. I don't have time for poor people. You're like what? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Andy, oh, what are you playing? Yeah, uh, so I got, um, there was a buy two games, get one free deal, and I wanted to get Castlevania and Mass Effect 2, and in the process ended up getting Bulletstorm for free. Mm-hmm. How can I describe it? So you know all that testosterone in Gears of War? Yeah. Bulletstorm makes that look like you're playing a math game if you're playing <laughs> Gears of War. It starts out, you've got, um, it's all first person, and there's a guy duct taped to a chair with a bottle duct taped to his head and you're interrogating him and the first thing that the character says is let me have some more booze so he proceeds to drink while holding this giant gun and there's the guy who's you know strapped to the chair with the bottle and you're pointing the gun at this guy interrogating him and he's like you're not gonna shoot me and you shoot the bottle off his head he's like oh the guy who's with you hits open this giant door behind him. You kick this guy in the chest, the door is shut, and then opens an airlock to send that guy into space to his death. That's like the most subtle part of the entire yeah. game. I, I played the demo. I'm 
I'm not sure if the demo is representative of the rest of the game, but I'm not. I I, I don't know. It just didn't seem fun. It it's fun. But, it's it's not smart at all. It has all the uh, the nuances <laughs> of Gears of War, I guess. <laughs> all, the, all the complexity yeah. and nuance <laughs> of the Gears of War story and characters. <laughs> and you have this. Um, basically, there's a uh, some sort of tether device that you can use like an electric whip and pull people towards you Mm -hmm. or you can kick them and i don't know exactly how this kick works but it'll cause people you basically just do like a straight kick to someone's face they go flying up in the air and then stay there for i don't know five seconds or something Mm -hmm. as you proceed to shoot them as they're hovering in midair yeah because that's the point right the point of the game to to describe it the point of the game is style you're supposed to kill people with style you're supposed to do things like tether them and pull them toward you and then kick them into the air and then shoot them in the nuts and then shoot them in the head and then tether them and slam them into the ground and you get a bunch of points for that right yes but this is the interpretation of style as uh said by fred durst or any other (laughs) frat boy i'm pretty sure that there'll be multiple gangs of people with rocks bro I played the demo on it, too. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I couldn't either. I was actually excited for it, too, because, you know, I like ridiculous stuff. Epic does good stuff. stuff. Well, somebody described it to me back around PAX. Somebody described it to me as Borderlands with an extra element of, like, killing with style, and it's not even anything like that to me. No. It doesn't doesn't compare to Borderlands at all. It's a horrible, horrible Yeah, it's a horrible analogy. Oh, the other game. Uh, so let, let's stop talking about Bulletstorm for now. Uh, All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the complete opposite end of this uh, spectrum, Radiant Historia. It's like the new Chrono Trigger. It's amazing. Huh. You can go back and That's forth. That's a pretty big claim, by the way. Uh, it's an amazingly done game. You can go back and forth through multiple timelines, and every decision you have branches off. So the simplest way I can put it is there's an, an initial choice you can make very early in the game, that either you stay with the Special Forces unit or you go and join the regular military to help your friend. Both of those lead to completely different instances, and you need to sort of progress through one, learn some key element, and then go back into the other branch with that knowledge to figure out how to solve problems. Okay. Um, Towards the end of the game, I'm very curious to see how many different outcomes there are. Mm -hmm. Like, I've already found a few. The, The bad endings were a choice that you make which normally will seem like a pretty obviously bad choice, but ends with, yeah, you have these two people who are mythical figures, and they're explaining to you, well, we've given you this power to go through back and forth to stop the end of the world from happening. Sometimes when you make a choice, they're like, yeah, you won that battle, but because you did that, you weren't at this location, which means that the army overran the forces here and leads to the end of the world. Go back in time. <laughs> Are the mechanics good? Yeah. Like, the, aside from the storyline and the branching paths. Yeah, the, the combat stuff. is great. Um, one of the features about it is that you can switch your, like, attack turn with either one of your people on your side or with an enemy. So if you line up your people um, so that they're just in order of each other, you can do combos. Okay. Also, there's a 9x9 nine nine grid that you're on and that you're, uh, the opposing forces are on. And you can move people around using, like, uh, it's called forward push, right push, left push. And if you knock one unit onto another new unit, you can attack both of them with one attack. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's it's so it's like it's like turn based with a small strategic element. Right. That sounds pretty cool. I'll have to check it out again for cheap. I don't even have. I don't. Even I don't. Have, I don't think you're going to be able to find it for cheap. I think it's going to get done because it's uh, published by Atlas. They're oh, going to finish Jesus. their you know initial print run. Everyone's going to buy a copy, and then they're not going to make any more. Yeah. Yeah, then I've I'm, been planning on buying that one. 
I I say that I want to try all these games and I probably never will. Like I've got so many games for my PS3 right now that I have not touched that I need to start playing, you know, and games that I'm halfway through or games that I've started and never finished. Like I you guys have all talked about what you're playing right now and I'm not playing squat. You know, I've spent the last two weeks reading mostly and playing Contra and uh, that's just kind of I've got other stuff going on and I haven't had a chance to play video games very much. So it's like, I, I, I want to get back in. I think the next one for me is probably going to be, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of, there's a shit ton of PS3 exclusives coming out this year that I'm probably going to grab. I know that I'm going to be grabbing like resistance three and, and uncharted three and all those, you know, and infamous two is probably going to be the next one for me. I saw kill zone three and I was like, do I want to get kill zone three? Nah, nah, not really. <laughs> nah, I can't even think of what games are coming out this year. Like, they're coming out really soon. I know for me, Dragon Age 2 is my next yeah. one. There's a whole bunch Catherine. of them. Like, oh, Catherine. I it has play not that been one. announced for the U.S. yet, but uh, the Atlas mailing list. <laughs> the team that did Persona Kay. and made a game called Catherine. And it looks amazing. It's a, a puzzle platform game. Okay. Um, it's only been released in Japan so far. Uh, its first week, it sold 160,000 units. Oh, as nice. opposed to Marvel versus Capcom, which sold like fifty thousand units. Yeah. This week, Atlas USA sent something to everyone who was on their mailing list, uh, and it was just—it's like a pink background, and it says, "Do you still like me?" Which <laughs> is pretty much their way of saying we're bringing Catherine to the U.S. Well, that's pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. By the way, if anybody uh, can hear noises or anything in the background, my wife is in the process of trying to run through her. Uh, hard playthrough on Infamous so that she can platinum it. She's like at 89% trophies on that game. And uh, she's a... Uh, sh- you'll probably hear swearing. Outbursts um, of profanity. Yeah, she's she's been going at it for a couple of days. And, and she's playing hard evil and it's like she's she just... I'll be sitting in some other part of the house and it'll be dead quiet for probably an hour on end and then it'll be like, you've got to be fucking kidding me! Comes out of the living room. So... <laughs> Ah, that's a gaming household right there. <laughs> yeah. She got her platinum long before I ever did. She platinumed he- Heavy Rain uh, last week, and she's working on Infamous now. And she's, I mean, she's so far higher. She's got like 70-something percent trophies on P- Prince of Persia. She's like, like s- almost 80% on Ratchet and Clank, uh, A Crack in Time. She's uh, 89%-ish or 85%-ish on, on Infamous, like... It's ridiculous, and she she's she got the platinum bug from Heavy Rain somehow, and now she's going through. And she's like, I'm going to platinum all these games. But sir, so like, girls don't play video games. Yeah, uh, girls clearly, and they clearly aren't trophy whores. Like no. like, but I guess I guess somehow uh, just because of the connotation of the word, it would be an insulting to call a girl a trophy whore. <laughs> but whatever, she's she's doing it. She's she's got more dedication to it than I uh, than I do. That's for damn sure. Um, the only I still don't have the platinum in Disgaea. <laughs> you never will. Never. I'll, I'll get it. How many hours have you put in that sure. game? It's like 600 now. They Jeez. will take down the PSN servers before you get the trophy for that game. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about resorting to a walkthrough and just being like, okay. J- just now? It's <laughs> <laughs> 600 hours you're going to resort to a walkthrough? <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Well, part of it is there's the random elements that I just... Nothing I can do to pull up the appropriate like groups. I'm just like, <sighs> I'm not ashamed to say that I would have resorted to a walkthrough long before that <laughs> point, though. 
the only other the only piece of like gaming news to discuss today and it's probably going to be fairly short is that the 3ds launched in japan yesterday uh sold out everywhere in an instant surprise uh, to no one i'm sure yeah exactly there were you know there were lines of thousands of people in various parts of akibahara akihabara akibahara which is it akihabara akihabara there we go akihabara whatever <laughs> but there's shit tons of people everybody bought it no big surprise uh shipments are going out they sold something like it was like some three hundred thousand units or something like that it oh was like, i don't know I, I just know i want it yeah, I know. I, I was reading it on a. I was reading it on Kotaku uh, this morning, I think, and they they said it was like three hundred thousand units, or like in hours. I can't even and use Kotaku. The new Kotaku uh. really blows. The only time I like reading Kotaku anymore is if somebody else links me an article, and then I will click on it and I'll read the article. But I finding anything on on the new Kotaku is fucking terrible. I, just I use, use my the phone Canadian for Canadian version. Really? Yeah. Is this still the same? Yeah, it's old style. Oh, good. Note to self, add .ca. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> .ca, absolutely. Um, we actually got a couple of general questions for this episode. Uh, yeah, shock. <laughs> shock and all. just about exploded. Um, the, the first one was uh, just a, a kind of a, I guess it's a news note, but um, Snicker on the forums uh, forwarded us a link to a place that a guy is working on opening up in Las Vegas called Insert Coins. The bar? Have you seen this? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like a, it's like a Vegas-style nightclub where you get um, classic video games like their wine service, basically. So you get a wine list of video games, and all of the, uh, all of the tables in the areas have uh, consoles, classic consoles hooked up to uh, uh, like a 36-inch LCD TV, and they bring you a wine list, and you select your games, <laughs> and then you ask for how many controllers you want, and they bring you controllers, and they've got a bunch of people working on. Uh, it looks, it sounds like what they're doing is they've got a bunch of people working on modding the actual hardware so that um, it's kind of integrated into like the tables and stuff in the area. So you kind of plug the plug the controllers into the tables and and play and it's got you'll have the 36 inch screen that you're playing on and then up higher above that will be like a 56 inch screen where other people can like watch what you're playing and um that's embarrassing for people like me yeah <laughs> <laughs> like throw a sheet over the top screen and be like i'm here to play leave me alone yeah, yeah. um but there he, you know he's gonna have an area with arcade games as well and home consoles and uh they're they're trying to he's trying to push it like a kind of like a combination of an arcade and the Vegas nightclub experience, but he's also making it significantly cheaper. It's like, I want to say, I want to say it was like, uh, like 10 bucks an hour for console play or something. And then mm-hmm. you can get actual bottle service for like, well, like a hundred bucks or something like that. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's built for nerds to go gather with their friends and do stuff. It sounds like a really cool idea. I'm not sure that, I mean, there's you know, there's a few places that've been able to pull it off successfully. Uh, you got what Barcade in New York, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you've got Ground Control, Ground Control in, in Portland. Portland. And Ground Control in Portland is just is a much simpler concept. It's like it's an arcade. It's a big ass arcade, and then at five o'clock they kick everybody under twenty one out and turn it into a bar with video games, yeah. um, which I'm okay with. Like that's fine by me. Yeah, I mean, I w- I would like to go to this place. Yeah, I'd I w- give it a try for sure. If if 
if it's open the next time I go to Vegas, then I'm definitely going to go there for a little while and check it out because, I mean, it sounds really cool. It's going to be down on uh, East Fremont Street, so it's in downtown area rather than on the Strip. Um, that probably gives them a better chance to actually make it. Yeah, probably. Uh, they uh, something like this. I feel like it would get lost in the strip unless it was sponsored by a casino and it was like in like housed inside a casino, yeah. um, and even stuff that that gets housed inside a casino eventually fails. Like the Star Trek experience got you know got closed down a few years ago. Sounds pretty cool. We'll yeah. see if it actually works. I know that we you know we had our uh, <laughs> our comments about like CGE and whether it whether being in Vegas was a good idea or not, but it sounds like this guy's trying to adapt the Vegas style to, uh, you know, nerdy pursuits and make it, make it something that'll work. You know, I mean, if he does it right, everybody, you know, has some connection to games, yeah. even if it's just really, really slight. So, I mean, well, and even if it's a bunch of, like you said, if a bunch of frat boys that are going into, to get lit and play Madden, that's still, uh, guys in there playing video games, right? I'll take your of Gears of War. Uh, yeah, right. And some PBR. Thanks. <laughs> it's it sounds like it might be cool. I'm glad that uh, I'm I'm glad they're doing it, and I'm glad that a uh, Snicker uh, linked us to it because that's a uh, that's something that I, I definitely want to go see. Um, second question. It's the general second general question we got is um, Brad sent us in a question via email, and he says um, it, it's it's another uh, console like console war loyalties question basically. And he says, um, I've heard you guys say I was a Sega kid or I had an NES. And it seems that everyone who played games at that time and couldn't afford to get both has the loyalty to one or the other. My question is looking back now, assuming you got to choose which one you got at the time, would you change your choice? One of my birthdays around that time, my parents allowed me to pick one and I chose to get a Genesis because I thought Sonic was the coolest thing in the world. I had a lot of fun with my Genesis, and I don't dislike it at all, but looking back now, knowing what I know about my game preferences, I do believe I would have enjoyed the game, the games that came out for the SNES more at that age, and definitely now. Do any of you have similar hindsight? I'm, I'm a little different, because I actually didn't have any systems growing up, all mm-hmm. the way up until the PlayStation, and then once I got my PlayStation, I followed it quickly by the N64, so I was pretty much... It's kind of backwards. I, I mean, the PS1 was, was my first console, like home console I actually owned. Before that, I played my uh, Atari Lynx and Game Boy and uh, my Atari ST for gaming. And then, basically, I played whatever anyone whose house I was at had. Yeah. Um, so, because I didn't own my own, I had no console loyalty. Um, and, you know, because I grew up playing it and I had both the Game Boy and the Lynx, you know, I'll always have a soft spot for the Lynx. And the Game Boy is, of course, you know, amazing, mm-hmm. like any way you look at it. I don't think I would have changed anything about my childhood and how I grew up playing games. Yeah. Um, just because it worked out really well for me and I got a really broad view of the entire gaming landscape. And, I mean, as I got older, I, I finally realized that, you know, fanboy, that being a fanboy for a console is just a bad way to go. You lose so much. Yeah. So. Well, and and that's that's definitely something looking back in hindsight. So my... Mine was a similar way of growing up. I didn't own any consoles, actually own them until I got a Game Boy. And if I'm just counting Super NES and Genesis, I uh, I spent most of my childhood renting a Super NES, right? And so Su- Super NES was where my my loyalty lied. I definitely was on that, you know, you know, uh, party line, I guess you'd call it. I, I was, I had friends that had Genesis, and I was like. Ah, the Genesis blows my Super NES is so much better, and I think I'd, I'm still the same way, right? I 
later in life in high school, once I actually had my own money, I went and bought a Genesis and I had a Genesis around a lot. A lot. Uh, but I, my, most of my childhood was spent playing a Super NES and I loved, I loved it. And I, and I luckily did not, um, I guess as I progressed as a gamer, I, I realized that I, I guess I'd made the right choice in the first place because that's where all my favorite games are, are on the Super NES and Genesis didn't really have a lot that appealed to me. Um, and when I did finally get a Genesis, I got it for cheap, and I was basically, you know, I was in high school. I don't want to say it was my adult life because I was still in high school, but um, I was older and had the ability to make the choice myself at that point. Um, so I don't know. I, I I would not go back and change anything, but that's uh, that's because I I was limited to what my parents were able to rent me. So. Yeah. See, I remember renting the Super Nintendo, which I would rent from like Blockbuster, but my mm-hmm. next door neighbors had the Genesis. So mm-hmm. like I said, it was great for me because I essentially had like the selection depending on whose house I decided to go and crash at. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel pretty uh, spoiled right now because I, you know, didn't have any loyalty. It's not because I didn't have a system. It's because I had them all. <laughs> uh, I remember my mom got me a NES back in 89. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, everything. Wow. You rich little fuck when I was a kid. <laughs> my parents just bought me whatever the fuck I wanted. I don't think it was quite like that, but uh, I, I, I definitely did not appreciate it enough back then. I'll say that much. But I had, you know, I went from NES to Game Yeah, we're Boy talking to, to the Genesis. guy who had a fucking Neo Geo. Well, wait, just wait. All right. You, you want to hear how ridiculous <laughs> this is? Okay. So NES, then next year was Game Boy. Year after that was Genesis. Year after that was Turbo Graphics. Holy shit. Uh, year after that, I think I had was a Turbo Graphics. So. Super Nintendo. Um, then Sega CD, then Neo Geo, then Jaguar, um, PlayStation One. These are these are things that your parents bought you. Yeah, you practically had like the equivalent <laughs> of that club in your I, house. I, I had a Lynx. Of... I had. Uh, I never. Like, I never oh. had a Turbo uh, Turbo Express. That's that's all I got. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> So I had no loyalty. If I, I was... didn't think that that experience was beneficial for the show, I'd tell you to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm jealous. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah then, that's you know, pretty amazing. I, I don't have any loyalty to any particular company because I always had, you know, options. It's like, wow, that Castlevania 3 is a lot of fun, but Castlevania 4 looks like garbage. However, Castlevania Bloodlines on the Genesis, that game looks amazing. I think I'll play that instead. Yeah, see, the vast yeah. majority of my decisions for video games came from playing them in the arcades. Like, I'd play an arcade game, and then I'd wait with bated breath for it to come out on a system. But yes. so, so did you pretty much just open up an EGM and just flip through and say, I want that? Well, okay. <laughs> so I think most I of it has to, right now. I think most of it has to do with the fact that my birthday is literally the day before Christmas. Oh. Well. So I would get combined presents for both. And oh, my so parents were really, like... Yeah, and my parents, awesome were divor- my parents were divorced, so I think they would sort of go together for both of them and be like, okay, this is what he really wants. Bam. That's, yeah. Mind you, the rest of the year, I'd, like, you know, be, like, going to people's birthday parties, and they're like, yeah, this thing. And like, yeah, in uh, 11 months, maybe I'll get another gift. <laughs> It'll be amazing, but that's a very Andy, long time. you're awesome. Your parents get you every video game system on the planet. I live in a broken home. <laughs> <laughs> it distracts me from my pain. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It I, mends my problems. <laughs> I basically, uh, like I said, once I got my PlayStation system, like that was the first uh, system my parents ever got me. And once I got that, I was like, this is awesome. Console loyalty is dumb. I'm buying a 64. 
And that happened when uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time came out. And, that uh, was what sold you on 64? That was def- absolutely what wow, sold okay. me on 64. That's what sold me on a 64, too. Like, I never regretted it. Super Mario 64. Uh, I played Super Mario 64 long... Well, I guess it wouldn't have been too long after the fact. It would have been in, like, 97. After the fact. Ooh, I mean, bam! I, I played uh, I played 64, like, in uh, Walmarts and stuff. Yeah. Like, I would play it at, like, kiosks all the time. But uh, Zelda was the one that I was like, I have to have it now. And then immediately it was, like, 97... I bought a PlayStation 1, 98, I bought 64, 99, I had the Dreamcast, yeah. you know, 2000, PlayStation 2. Like, once I got into it, it was over. What about you, Jason? Well, uh, I grew up in the arcades, so definitely when uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers, when I was playing that in the arcade, and then I found out from a neighbor that you could get the exact same thing at home, I was just Nintendo all the way. Yeah. So, no, I do not regret <laughs> getting a Nintendo at all when I could get just about the same graphics on yeah. Nintendo that I could with an arcade. So. And there was another there was never like knowing what you know now, you would never go back and be like, eh. "No." So, let me no. tell you about this system. It's called the Neo Geo. You could uh, get the well. exact same <laughs> graphics. It's yeah, out- but for less money you could get Nintendo. Yeah, fair enough. And a Genesis. So to it. And a- <laughs> <laughs> And a and, jaguar, and you could rent a house and eat for several months. <laughs> uh, to, so, to address Brad's issue in the the snarkiest way possible, it sounds to me like the only people that have console regret are the people that bought Genesises. But there were really good games on Genesis. <laughs> Everyone else has no regrets because most of us didn't actually have stuff. Yeah, I mean, See, I don't ever. I don't speak like, for so yourself. Oh. <laughs> I could just go right down the street to my friend's house and play Genesis or Master System. Mm-hmm. So, see, I think that's the oh. that's the trick is that all of us had someone that we could go and basically like get that same experience from because you would Absolutely. trade games. Like, I mean, you had yeah. like, basically the kid trading post essentially, mm-hmm. where you would just bring Ma- in a game and flip it to the other kid. And Master System, there is that is something I'm happy that I never owned. Me too. I look back at Master System and I don't see a single game on that system that actually interests Fantasy me. Fantasy Star would be the only. Th- Possible stretch. Fantasy Star is not. I'm not an RPG guy, so Fantasy Star doesn't interest me at all. But yeah, I was a Nintendo guy, I think, and right up until the PlayStation came out, I've been. I mean, I I do. We've discussed this before. My console loyalties are not loyalties because I'm loyal to a brand. My console loyalties are there because I pick the console that has the content that I want, right? And that's why since since Sony got into the game, I've been kind of a. You call me a Sony fanboy, but that's just because would, Sony I has have. all the yeah. It's because Sony has all the content that I like, and they design their systems the way that I like them designed, right? And that's really what it all boils down to, and it always has. I think the gaming landscape has changed certainly mm-hmm. to Absolutely. where there's still the fanboys that are unable to let it go, but I think almost everybody's finally gotten to the point. Well, at least all the people I deal with, thank goodness, have gotten to the <laughs> point where they understand that not every system is for every person. Mm-hmm. And the best way to enjoy gaming is to find the one that works for you and just stick with it. Yeah. Well, and in my adult life, now that I have the money to be able to do whatever the fuck I want, sort of, I have, you know, I have all three of the current consoles. Um, I have arcade games in my house. I have a bunch of classic stuff. So I don't really follow the loyalties because you're taking a picture of me. I am because I, I just realized you're talking about how you're a 360 fanboy and the. Sony. And I'm wearing the Super Mario World yeah, you, hat. Well, you're wearing yeah, the Super yeah, yeah. Mario World hat. Sorry, you're a Sony fanboy who's wearing a Super Mario World hat and an Xbox 360 jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't strike That's me a... as fanboyish. 
That's fair. That's fair. It's a Sounders jersey, though. We'll give it. Well, we'll, give it, it we'll give it a little bit of from, from context. My, from <laughs> my viewpoint, because uh, the Sounders logo that's on the jersey is actually being blocked out by your mic, and you're talking about how you know, <laughs> yeah, you're like, Xbox yeah, yeah, like 360 across, across your chest, yeah. Super Mario World on your hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Sony nut. Yeah. Contra. Contra. Uh, we've spent the last two weeks playing Contra. I've spent the last week. I didn't play it for the first week, and I played it for the second. It's um, it's not that long a game, so it's not like we ha- really had to spend the it's about what fourteen weeks. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long? Let's is just it? say less than fifteen. So yeah, we watched uh, we watched Jason here beat the entire game without dying right before the show. He just you know sat down and just let's fuck it. We have fifteen minutes nonchalantly just, just sort of kicks back. It looks so playing. easy. It made it look so simple. It's not easy. It's, it's not. Why do I get the feeling that that Jason's entire part in this episode is we're going to be talking about what we like and don't like, and he's just going to be like, eh. I I beat it seventeen times in the last week. I don't care. Well, like, well, I think what it's going to be is we're going to talk about the parts where like that's impossible. And he's like, if you just go to the left a little, <laughs> <laughs> fucking spam the spread gun and stand right here and then duck and then you know what? What's what's you guys' problem? See, Come on. Yeah, there, there are a lot of games out there that I love. I I really do love. But I think and actually I've, I've told this to Christina too. I think this is my favorite game of all time. Okay. Because I don't have to spend 600 hours playing it. <laughs> well, in a span of yeah, like, 20 just, years, maybe. Yeah, yeah see. It's, it's a good pickup game, and that's all you need. Mm-hmm. It's just, and you have, like, you know, you're at work, you're on a break or something, you play, beat Contra, and then go back to work. <laughs> Takes a little stress out of takes a little stress out of your day, you know. Well, I remember a few episodes ago when we got a question from from uh, I think KG it was Mixer, I think. KG Cage Mixer X about um, about what games people like to just sit down and beat in a sitting. And this is clearly this is like the best example of any of us so far because I don't really have a game that's like that. And you clearly do. You sit down and you play it. You know, you wake up in the morning and play it five or six times before you have breakfast and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Contra. Um, I'm horrible at it, and it's a surprise to, again, no one. I die on the first level a lot. <laughs> and then I get to the end of the first level, and then I die at the boss a lot. Yeah. I've never finished it. I think the most I've gotten is probably, like, stage four, maybe. With or without the Konami code? Probably with. By the way, let's 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 ad- address this real quick, because this is going to be a very easy question to answer. Uh, Snicker emailed us a question. That just says, how many of you remember the Contra code without having to look it up? And I would have to say all of us. All of us. Okay, Easily. wait, wait. Okay, so select is not part of it. The, is not part of the Konami code. It is not part of the Konami code. And a lot of people say it is. Like, it, every that's shockingly common. Oh, okay, yeah, real quick. Uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. That's the Konami code. Uh, also, there is a song that I've heard probably from 10 years ago by an industrial band. And, you know, like industrial music's playing. And you can barely make out what this guy with a thick German accent is saying. And then it hits you and you're like, he's saying the Konami code? Oh, my God. That's amazing. I mean, I would say this is the most classic, like, most well-known code in existence. Oh, absolutely. Everyone knows it. I have a Justin T-shirt. Yeah, would be, besides Justin Bailey. Yeah. Well, I, I say even, it's more than I say Bailey. it's more common than Justin Bailey, to be entirely honest. Because Justin Bailey was only one game. Yeah. Konami code is used in... A multiple and some of them it kills you yeah exactly (laughs) 
I, th- this was the second game to use it, Gradius being the first. Uh, what did it do with Gradius? Did it give you more lives or did it give you No, it gave more you uh, power-ups? power-ups. More power-ups, okay. Because I, I was never a big Gradius fan. This was this was the first game I ever heard of it being used in and used it in, and even that was years after the fact. After the fact. Because That's two. Unintentionally as well. And But, you know, you didn't have the preponderance of the internet back then, so things traveled a little more slowly and were... There was a certain amount of, like... At least in the group of game players that I was in, a, a little bit of a almost an elitist secretism about knowing the Konami code, uh, where kids were like, "Oh, you don't know the Konami code? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Why would I let you into my club?" I was going to say, I think the reason it's so it's so important and so well known is that for Contra, for most people, it was it was necessary. Yeah, you needed it. I did. I, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Although I need like you know fifteen Konami codes to get me through. I think I've actually beaten the game without using the code once or twice way back when. I never have. I've only, in fact, I've only actually beaten this game maybe twice. That being said, also I haven't played it in a long time. This is the first time I played the game in at least twelve or thirteen years. Because I, I honestly can say that I have not played this game since I got married, and. Playing it again, I, pl- I tried playing through it the first couple of times without using the code, just going in in four lives. Farthest I got was level, the second 3D level is level four, right? You mean the one? Uh, After the, the waterfalls, the base, second base. Yeah, it's what, jungle yeah. base, so level waterfall four. base. About, Snowfields. about two screens into level four is as far as I've gotten without the Konami code. And, that's, uh, and I think that's as far as I've gotten without the Konami code, code ever. With the Konami code right now, uh, the the game that I have paused, I'm I'm on on the beginning of the alien level on level eight, which is the last level, and that's after three continues. I think I think I've burned through ninety lives to get there. Jason, you made it look so fucking easy, and I just like it. It, it has to be muscle memory at this point, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just definitely. playing it so goddamn many times. So many bullets and and so much so many strange like there's mechanics that I I haven't gotten used to yet that I don't think I ever will because I like I said when I was a kid I didn't like this game at all and maybe it was because it was too fucking hard but I, I liked it I was gonna say uh, one thing that watching uh, Jason play through is like cause he used the spread gun I use the laser mm-hmm. and it's a completely different game oh yeah. yeah yeah I hate the laser to be honest really I, I don't mind it in some instances but I like for running gun shooters I'm a mat- button masher. And you can't with the laser because the moment goes you, like yeah, it goes feet. a little bit out, and then the moment you you fire it again, your original shot disappears. And I I can't like I can't get through a machine gun. Yes, I, I can deal the game with the machine gun, but I can't do the laser. I think some people will pick a weapon of choice, and uh, most of the time you're going to hear someone say like, "What's your favorite weapon in the game?" Oh, it's the spread gun. You know, pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. But then it'll be the laser. Yeah. And then you hear the machine gun. You never hear anything about the fire weapon. There's <laughs> garbage. It's so bad. It gets better in uh three in other games. Well, even in Super C it's much better than what it was in the original. So it was it's useless in the original. It, it, like I mean yeah, it is. it's it's slower than your normal shot and less accurate. So like the only thing that's good about it is that occasionally you'll catch an enemy that's below your level like if he's running below you and shooting up at you you can hit him but that's like the only and i can do that with the spread shot the spread shot to me to me is clearly the best weapon in the game i like it too without question i disagree but i can easily see how you could think that 
it makes the game easier because you don't have to be accurate. And that's the, that's the biggest thing to me anyway. I mean, the machine gun coming a close second. Uh, the machine gun, because you then you don't have to bash buttons. You can just hold down. You can hold down the button and aim, and that's yeah. all you have to do. I think the one thing that's really interesting about Contra to me is that it's it's a run-and-gun style game mm-hmm. that you can't really run and gun on. Unless you're Jason. Unless, well, I mean, but even then, <laughs> I mean, if you watched, it was very precise. Yeah. Like, you were in certain spots at certain points in the game, and if you weren't in that spot, you would you would use really good reflexes to get yourself out of there, but then you'd adjust straight back to that spot you meant to be in. Yeah. So it's, it's run and gun, but you just can't do it. You die, like I do, which is, I think, why I suck at this game so bad, is that I'm not very precise. Like, I like to just blow through and just go nuts. And you do that yeah. in this game, and you die. Yeah, and you get hosed for it. One of the problems that I've always had with this game, and I don't know if it's just me, but, like, I... Especially on modern TVs, I have trouble seeing some of the bullets in this game sometimes, and maybe that's just me. But I like the bullets are really small and they're white, and sometimes uh, it doesn't look quite as bad on an original TV. Like on a CRT, it's it's much clearer, but when you're playing it on an LCD, it's a little muddy, and it's it's hard to play some of those levels like that, and like some of the flashing and patterns and craziness in like the waterfall level and a couple of the others but uh, above all of that the thing that bothers me the most about this game is the the fucking stage six i think it is with the fire jets the fire jets just the <laughs> fuck factory, that stage that factory one yeah i guess i don't know that's like you mentioned before the show built by the same people that built the factory in fucking streets of rage <laughs> like oh, it, it's just like let's see those blueprints <laughs> okay guys so we're gonna have some uh some exhaust vents that you know shoot out flame well, how, how do we know when they're gonna be active oh, just motion activated motion activated <laughs> Whenever somebody's near them, that's, I mean, that way people can monitor them, right? M- Minecarts with grappling claws that just, you know, randomly go They're underneath. not even grappling claws. They're just a, they're like a pad with spikes on the bottom that randomly <laughs> drops on your head. That's the only thing. It's like, okay, so they're using that for some sort of defense mechanism, and I can understand that. But then they have the walls that pop straight up out of the floor <laughs> that have spikes facing towards you. The wall you. of spikes, yeah. Yeah, it's like, haha, we put a wall in your way, but you have a gun. <laughs> we'll put another wall in your way. Oh, you still have the gun. <laughs> Third wall? No, you, you're going to run out of bullets eventually. No, you're not going to run out of bullets, are you? Okay. <laughs> you're stupid enough to run straight forward into a wall of spikes, right? Maybe not. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Those walls have killed me. Like when I would take over someone else's game because I didn't legitimately get there on my own. Yeah. <laughs> but like running through, I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have seen on speed run where somebody jumps on top of the wall of spikes. Oh, yes. I'm like, what? I, mean, I managed you have to be to, precise on that, though. I managed to do that once, and I ended up falling between the walls of spikes and dying anyway. Yeah. So, I'm surprised coming back to this game after not liking it when I was a kid and finding out that I actually really like it. I remember as a kid not liking the controls for whatever reason, and there's there's still I'll get to in a sec. There's still a couple that I that I don't like, but um, the controls are a lot more precise than I gave them credit for when I was a kid. Uh, you your the jumping in the game is really really nice. Like it's it's a little floaty. Um, you can tend to like hang a little bit long. Yeah, there's like a, a bit of a a little bit of slop to the controls. Yeah, but you are able to to correct your jumps, which makes up for that floatiness by being able to you know kind of midair correct right and get out of the way of some things. Or or as Jason showed at times, shooting a power up and then jumping in the air and weaving through bullets as you grab the power up as you're falling. <laughs> Bullshit! Like <laughs> yeah, I just don't even. Um, it's easy. <laughs> 
the controls are really nice and really precise, except the the one gripe that well, I'll I'll, I'll go with two. One, the first one is. There were multiple times when I was running along and I wanted to duck and fire, and instead of ducking and shooting, I just pointed my gun down because I was still kind of pushing forward a little bit when you need to completely let go forward and pull down to to go prone. And that that one gets me a lot in this game, especially when I'm trying to do it, do things quickly, and like duck and fire and then stand up and shoot stuff. I'm constantly getting shot because I'm not I'm not letting go of that forward or... See, I'm the opposite. I drop like a just drop like a stone and I'm really just trying to shoot diagonal down. It's awful. I never I never had that problem because I was always trying to can keep moving, you know. I would be the worst like, you know, jungle like Rambo guy ever. (laughs) Just at random spots, just falls straight to the ground like shit. Uh, I was just thinking I thought your first complaint was gonna be the the fireball power power up for the gun. Uh, As far as controls go. Worthless power-ups are worthless. Yeah. No, I I just avoid the worthless power-ups. It sucks when you accidentally like when mean you, to avoid it. And yes. Then you're like, oh, when you have spread gun and accidentally get the fireball, and you're like, son of a bitch. It's like in current games now, they'd be like, do you want to pick up the fireball? No. Like, <laughs> and you could say no, but back then they were like, oh, you touched it. <laughs> it must mean you want it's, it. It's like a punishment. Actually, the, the develop, developers are like, okay, so if someone's trying to get through the game really quickly, they're not going to be paying that much Let's attention. Let's put a fireball right oh, yeah, here. Right here. <laughs> In the spot where they can't avoid it because they need to jump from that spot to make the next jump. <laughs> like Your fault for shooting that thing as it floated through the air. <laughs> my, my second gripe is with the uh, the 3D levels the ones where you're like the bases where you're moving into the level instead of side scrolling where and it's 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 a design problem that i have where the the main levels are fine um it's a little hard to gauge when they when they put when they throw something on the ground like the little rolly things on the ground that you have to jump over it's really hard to gauge like where you need to jump to miss them i mean you can just crouch and, and shoot them and blow them up if you want what are those things supposed to be rolling pins rolling pins so who knows ankle crushers uh but through the entire level no matter what direction you're pointing you're always shooting upfield Right, you run back and forth, and you shoot upfield, and you can shoot the guys and shoot the shit on the wall, and it explodes, until you get to the boss levels, and then you get to the boss levels, and they completely change your control scheme. Like back to the normal. Now you're shooting. Well, it's and it's not even. It's kind of a hybrid, but um, yeah, you're basically you're sh- you're you're now if you move left or right, you shoot left or right. You def- you still default to shooting upward, but. Y- like you get used to this mechanic where you're running through an entire level and you're always shooting downstream. And then all of a sudden I want to, you know, there's something up ahead that I'm trying to shoot at and I want to just dodge right, like strafe right and shoot up to, to hit him like I can do in the rest of the level. And it doesn't do it. And my pattern changes. That is, that was one of the most frustrating fucking things to come across in the middle, like not remembering it. Um, you come into a boss level, especially where you're like, you want to have, as precise control as you have had and you get used to the rules and then they change the rules on you for the boss battle. But aside from those two gripes, like I don't really have a lot of gripes for this game. I mean, uh, other than its difficulty, like it's fucking hard. That's my gripe. It's hard. I don't, it's so, not as hard as, as ghouls and ghosts. Like, no, no, not even close. Like, no, there there are games that are much harder. That yeah. game is evil. This <laughs> game is fair. And if you make a mistake, you know that you made the mistake. Like, it's not like you're surprised. Yeah. There's, you know, you're walking it's not across like that and, tidal wave and go- yeah. <laughs> but, uh, or the goddamn ghosts. 
in a fucking ghost ship. Oh, God damn it. I don't have that many complaints about the difficulty. There are a couple of things that I do not like. Um, the two trucks in level seven? The ones with the spikes on the front yeah. and the guns. And yeah. Snowfield. Yeah. Is it, is it six? Snowfield? Yeah. 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 So, um, Which, yet again... Jason made short work of and made yeah, us look. It's, made for, it. it's totally a different thing for me because I just, started this whole podcast completely emasculated today. So I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not. A, this game's hard, but it's not really. Well, that's my problem. It's like you know, every time I'm like playing, and I'm like, I'm awesome. I'm doing really good at this game. I like sit next to him, and he's like, do do do, beat it. And I'm like, oh. I was waiting for you to say, I'm awesome. I'm doing really good at this game. And then you press the start button, and then it goes into the first world. <laughs> I got the Konami code right. Yes. That's true. Shut the console off. <laughs> but um, I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I got 30 lives left. Well, I think we've yes. already established the fact that uh, I just decide to end games when I want to. <laughs> you you start the game up with a Konami code. You shoot one guy. You you know shoot another guy, and they're like, okay, I'm good. If this trend were to continue, I would have killed their entire army without losing a <laughs> yeah. life. Well Projections known. say that I would have beaten this game with 30 <laughs> lives to spare. <laughs> I do that, though. I'll quit a game, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing awesome. I'm going to pretend the game ends right now. <laughs> well, that's like me with Ghosts and Gobbler, or Ghouls and Ghosts. I like it beat the second level. I'm like, fuck yeah, beat the game. Awesome. <laughs> I'm done. It's a short game. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Took me 17 hours, but it's really a short game. You are right about this game being fair, though, which is which is the thing that's kind of the that I didn't get when I was a kid. You go back to it, and it is fair. It's fucking hard, but it's fair, and you understand that the things that are killing you are killing you, and you you can learn to avoid them. Whereas in Ghosts and Goblins or Ghouls and Ghosts, I gotta keep fucking saying the wrong title, but in Ghouls and Ghosts, they're all the why don't you just call it Ghouls and Ghosts and Goblins? <laughs> yeah. Just get everything covered. <laughs> there we go. They're all equally ridiculous, and there there are parts that are just flat out unfair. The, there are the tidal wave and the ghosts and things where they're, they're just like the first time you play it you're, you're gonna, gonna get fucked and then you have to remember it and then you have to go back and play it again whereas in this game you could conceivably play it for the first time make it through and understand it gives you the rules you understand them and you could you could beat it i've got a better analogy this game is fair where something like metal slug isn't oh yeah yeah metal slug is just like vomit bullets at you Make you spend more quarters. Yeah, so. I mean, there, there's there are situations that you can get into in Metal Slug where you cannot dodge the bullets. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. When was the first time you beat this game, Jason? Hmm. Ish. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Uh, right after it came out. I yeah. mean, uh, but I didn't beat it on my own. It took two player, okay. simultaneous play to be able to beat it. So how many? T- like, I mean, like, so you bought bought it soon after it came out? Yeah. So, do you just play it pretty consistently through there? Do you ever go through periods where you didn't play it, where you were just like, "I'm done with this game," or has it pretty much been a constant companion? No. After after that period of uh, like beating it with uh, beating it at that time is with two players, it uh, there were more games to play, so that just kind of sat on the shelf, and then uh, I didn't pick it up again probably until I was in my twenties and uh, decided to pick it up, and I was like, "Man, this game is really hard. I need to." I need a turbo button or something. <laughs> so it, it took the NES advantage to beat it then, and then it would go back into storage or whatever. Do you still have your original copy? No. Okay. No, I wish I did. I say yeah. I say when it goes back into storage, it was sold or something. So <laughs> yeah. But then when you pick it, yeah. But then when you pick it back up and 
I just constantly play it now every Saturday morning. I mean, I remember as a kid every Saturday morning getting up and playing Nintendo uh, for at least a few hours. Watch cartoons, play Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't really get up and watch cartoons, but I'll play a little Nintendo. That's because Saturday morning cartoons blow now. Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could always put in a DVD and just That's replay everything. <laughs> He's like playing, Almost everything. Playing but, Contra uh, with G.I. Joe in the background. Like, yeah. yeah. When did you finally come to the conclusion that it was like your favorite game? That is just something that's, uh, it's a pick up and play game. I don't have to, uh, when I think about it, I don't have to put 20 hours into it. I mm-hmm. can just, I can just pick it up and play it, beat it and be satisfied. Yeah. Not to the point of saying, God, this is just way too easy. I mean, there's still some challenging points. And, uh, now that I see people on YouTube with speed runs and stuff like that, I'm thinking like, maybe I could do a little bit better. <laughs> and then muscle memory uh, falls into play and you, I can't do it. Hmm. I cannot do Cause, it. Because, I mean, I've seen, I've seen, we sat down and watched you play it and it was roughly 14-ish minutes for you to beat it front to back. Mm-hmm. What are the speed runs coming in at? 10 minutes and 17 seconds, oh, I think, really? is the best one. But you said they're using a turbo button, you think? Uh, I think they're using a turbo button. I'm just using a normal dog bone controller. Is there, so, do they make it, is there any, are any, do you need, how do they, exactly. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> For a bajillion dollars, you can get that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. You know, I'm glad that I do a, an internet radio show where I have to talk because I'm, I'm so good at it. Um, now I've completely forgot. Are there now, any distinctions between people who use turbo buttons and people who don't? Yes. Are there any of the websites that track this sort of thing, like Twin Galaxies or any of the others, that make a distinction between... Twin like, Galaxies doesn't say not anything. I, I, would, I would go to them for a current or more up-to-date rules and regulations about speed runs and blah, 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 or any kind of world record. But it doesn't say anything about a turbo button. That seems it, like it should, right? Like equipment should be important in those sorts of things right like there should be a difference between playing it with an advantage or playing it with a, a standard controller yeah, you would think it's um, totally different yeah and especially with a game like this that where you can just set you know you can set your fire button to turbo and just hold it down yeah and it makes it's a completely different gameplay experience but i don't know uh you I wonder, now I'm going to have to look into that and find out if anybody pays that kind of attention to that sort of thing. Because I agree, I it know. seems like it makes sense that there would be. Yeah, right? Because it's, it's not like, I, I wouldn't say that they should go so far as to make it so that playing with a turbo button somehow is an illegitimate way to do it, just a different way to do it, right? Like, it, I was able to do it at 10 minutes and 17 seconds with an NES Advantage and 11 minutes and 14 seconds with a regular NES controller or something like that. But I don't know. But there's a lot more emulation out there, too. People yeah. are playing on emulators or practicing on emulators, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're actually playing on a real Nintendo. Yeah. I know that um, Twin Galaxies and uh, one other site that I can't remember, um, for arcade cabinets, like it's very strict rules on what arcade cabinets are okay and what aren't like because there's various different speed mods for for pac-man right there's different turbo chips and some of them are legit and some of them aren't uh, and some of them are accepted and some of them aren't so it would make sense it you'd think the same would apply to home consoles but that's just me you know or just like thinking the movie, of making it fair just like the movie if they think you're cheating on an actual arcade game they'll come and tear it apart <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's not any good what's he playing on 
<laughs> wow. So, coming back to this game now, I've re- in my adult life, I I like it. I like it a lot. It's it's. I hated it when I was a kid for some reason, and it's a weird for me to have not liked it as a kid because I was a huge Mega Man fan, and maybe that's why I didn't like it. I'm not sure. I I can't think back and think well, this is the reason why I didn't like it, except that I know for me as a kid it was difficult and and I seem to remember griping a little bit about the controls. That is funny though but, that you're as a Mega Man fan you're like it's tough. Uh, yeah, right. Like because I <laughs> that's something. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> You're like I've got my own brand of hell I'm more interested in exactly because that's something when I look back at my Mega Man playing when I was a kid I was I was not really good at Mega Man um, they were really fucking hard and it didn't bother me but with other games it bothered me and it didn't make sense it bothered me with Castlevania it bothered me with uh, bothered me with Con- maybe I just hate Konami you know maybe that's it Life Force I don't know I don't remember Life Force but I didn't like uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, um, but I, I also think I also think I was reading when I was reading up on Contra. It was voted at one point like one of the top one of the top five hardest games to beat. And I'm like, it, when you've got games like like Ghouls and Ghosts out there, which is so to me, I don't know if to anybody else, but to me, Ghouls and Ghosts kind of tops my list of classic games as far as difficulty is concerned. I mean, you can always talk about shit like Eight Eyes and like ridiculous. Yeah, too bad Mike Strong's not here. He'd be like, oh, Eight Eyes. Ah, no problem. It's no shit. I'm a little longer than Jason, but I beat a, I beat it in 17 minutes. I'm fine. Yeah. You know how you beat it? Don't die. Yeah. <laughs> it's real simple. You just don't get shot. Don't get hit. Do big damage. It waste time. <laughs> waste time to die. <laughs> don't do it. What about you guys? I mean, I like you? it. I think the music's mostly. Oh, you music know. is really good, and it for me, it's really good in some parts, and it's just blah in others. Yeah, I, but, but those parts that are really good, you don't even have to play Contra to know the songs. Like yeah. they're they're one of those, like like the Mario theme, mm-hmm. just tunes that just get brought into the greater gaming consciousness, basically. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I like the music a lot. Uh, the gameplay itself is fun. Um, I die a lot. I die all the time. But overall, I, I enjoy it. I won't play it again. Oh, really? Um, well, again, for me, it's really hard when I watched him beat it, like, you know, and then I start playing it. I mean, it feels like I'm not even playing the same game. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this mental image of Jason beating the game with one hand and taking the other hand with another controller and just rubbing it in Christina's face and being like, <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> In such a way that he's actually beating the game with both players at the same time. <laughs> but it's like he beats it in, in... Playing with my feet. Yeah. <laughs> That's your <laughs> next challenge. <laughs> well, We're talking about a way to get around muscle memory. <laughs> uh, yeah. As long I, mean, as I get starts, the spread gun. He starts playing it, and he's like playing it, and there's just such precision in the way that he plays it. And I feel like the equivalent of me doing it is me shutting my eyes, turning around, and hitting buttons with my elbows. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I mean, oh, that's it's, awesome. it's a good game. Yeah, it's definitely a good game, especially for anybody who's a fan of like the run and gun style. <laughs> Look what you did! <laughs> <laughs> I've never played the arcade version of this game, oddly enough. Never once touched it. Play Choice Ten, right? No, no, no. no there no, was no, an the actual original, original Konami dedicated arcade was box there? for it. Okay. Yes, and I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever even actually seen one in person. Uh, none of the arcades that I was around when I was a kid had it. I love <coughs> arcades, real arcades, like with Pac-Man, Russian Attack. Oh, 
Right. Contra <laughs> original Ninja Gaiden. Ikari I say original Ninja Gaiden because it's not the same as Correct. NES. I mean, it's not that good now, but it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, actually walking in and walking into an arcade and you see this new game next to Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Or in between Double Dragon and Ninja Gaiden is Contra. And it was just one of the greatest games. And then, of course, it came out on Nintendo and just blew the arcade game away because it was there were more levels to it. Yeah. And, of course, you didn't have to waste your quarters. So. Damn. <laughs> he gets you okay? The, he gets the sniffles and talk about arcade games. Because they gather so much dust. I guess. I don't know. That's probably my but, cat. Uh, Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did a few years ago. That was one up on Craigslist. Did you buy it? No. Why not? Because it was in bad condition. Oh, that's fair. It was in really bad condition. So monitor was either misaligned or the color was just bad. And I say that owning a, an arcade cabinet with bad color right now, but yeah. it Your was... Sunset a, Riders? Yeah, the Sunset yeah. Riders. But, of course, it was a lot less than what they were wanting for the Contra. So. Sure. Um, Would you pay 95 bucks for the Sunset Riders? 80 80 <laughs> <laughs> Very good deal. Yeah. And, uh, and the controls were bad, so I didn't pick it up, but... I wanted to definitely. Yeah. But now that it's on uh Xbox Live arcade. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's you, the arcade version, right? Yeah, that's the arcade version or you can get it on the uh, uh the disc that has Russian Attack and God, Russian Attack is so hard. Something else I can't remember. Oh, the, the arcade three games classics, the arcade, arcade classics. Um so you can get it on that as well. But uh really I wasn't able to find any information about that particular disc. Uh so. yeah, there's they have two for three sixty, the volume one and volume two. Fifteen okay. bucks, I think. One has Contra, one has 20. Super C, I think. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I think one of the achievements is beat it in less than twelve minutes. Jesus. Or thirteen minutes, something like that. So But you did it. Two players? Of course. No, you don't have to. Mm. Just one player's fine. Nice. It's it's still fun, but I I think I'd go for the NES any day over the arcade. Really? But what are the key differences between the arcade and the NES version? Graphics, definitely. I know one. I don't. I don't think like bosses are any different. Like instead of tucking into a ball when you jump on the NES, on the arcade, it's more them just like vertical bodies just going just tumbling or something. <laughs> I don't know, something crazy. But I mean, I like it. It's fun. It's contra. Music's there. Um, I'd just rather go for the NES any day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can get the NES original version of Contra. I was surprised, very surprised that it wasn't uh, on Virtual Console. Um, it just kind of, I just expected it to be on Virtual Console, right? It was like, it was just one of those things that I thought should have been a given, especially since Contra 3 is on Virtual Console. Yeah. I went in this morning and was going to flip around and look for Contra. Not even there. And okay, it so really surprises me. Contra and Contra 2, Contra Super Force, C. Super C came out. Then they did Contra 3 for Super Nintendo. Then they went back to NES for Contra Force. Oh, I Contra don't Force know. is kind of like not really. Not really a Contra game. They just use the name. Huh. You don't fight aliens. Has different people in it too, right? Well, it's different. You don't fight aliens in Probotector. It will. That's because <laughs> they're, you know, European laws are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we didn't talk about was the the translations for a lot of the home uh, computer systems back in the 80s were all called Grizor and or Probotector. Well, okay, Grizor was the Japanese version, Probotector was European. And Mm -hmm. they changed in the European version in Probotector, you're 
you're robots. You're not uh, humans, and you're shooting robots because robot on robot violence is okay, <laughs> but human on human violence is not. Robot on robot violence is erotic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember thinking of the same thing when they did the. Um, <laughs> when they did. Really? <laughs> yes. I I frequently think about the eroticism of robot on robot violence. You know, wasn't ever going to talk about it on the show, but thanks, Andy. Hey, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, like when Star Wars when they when they did the original trilogy and it was you know clones versus robots and a lot of that was because that's how they managed to m- maintain. You know, that's how they managed to have large-scale war scenes and still maintain a PG-13 rating because you're, oh, they're blowing up droids. That's okay. And it's the same thing. No right? one cares There's, about clones. No one cares about clones or, you know, whatever. They're not real humans and robots don't matter. Um, Neither did Gungans. I just, the, the name Probotector Never. just sounds fucking terrible, especially in a game where the end boss is an alien. Uh, just anything starting with the word probe is a bad bad way to, to Weren't describe you talking about like, scat on the last episode <laughs> i did not make any snide comments about scat sir that was you well, no no that was not me <laughs> i was not here on the last oh, that's one. right maybe it was patrick it's probably pat could have been micatron you can get it on xbla as was mentioned before i'm going back to what you know where you can get it uh there's a konami classic series arcade hits on ds that you can get it um which i've never seen but okay Konami Collector's series Castlevania and Contra is a PC game that came out in 2003. Um, and then Contra and Super C are both unlockables in Contra 4 on the DS. Have you played Contra 4? Yes. Any good? I've never yes. tried it. Yes. It's very yeah. good. I like it too. I've played that one. It, yeah. It's it's tough. Yeah. I mean, when you get to Contra 3 on Super Nintendo, I suck. I mean, yeah. if, you know, if I think I'm really good at this game, then Contra 3, I'm horrible. Contra 4... Um, I've only beaten once on the normal difficulty because, of course, easy level, easy difficulty. They don't let you even finish the game. Oh, really? No, they get to a certain point and say, "Okay, why don't you try on the harder level?" <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, Contra they Four is awesome it. too because it was done by Way Forward, which is oh, really? Yeah, Way Forward did Ooh, Contra Four. They're good. I they like Way Forward stuff. Um, and I, I liked, I played and liked Contra Rebirth on on. We that was a was actually, that before or after Shattered Soldier after I th- like in the timeline of games or like the story or, or when it was released okay there's a um I don't have any idea was it was it an early we like early we game it's a WiiWare it's game. a WiiWare, WiiWare game yeah, yeah it's not super early no so it came out like two years ago yeah okay mm-hmm. after them and it's really good it's it's sixteen bit style so it's like Contra three um and it's lots of fun. Anybody else looking forward to uh, to hardcore? Hard what's it called? Hardcore, hardcore, hardcore uprising. uprising. Yeah. Oh, that's that's out. So. That's it is out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't think it they was came out, out yet. Tuesday. Mm, came out last week. Last week. Okay. Has anyone played it? At least on Xbox. I, at least. Okay. I play the demo. Any good? I have to get used to it. I mean, nothing there really that resembles Contra except for the music. <laughs> that's all <laughs> really? I see. It doesn't even have the name. It's like yeah. kind of the it's a building sim. Because yeah. <laughs> I've never played Contra Hardcore. Isn't that kind of technically where it's supposed to spawn, who have spawned from? I would think Contra Hardcore is about the same as Contra 3. Okay. In that style. Yeah. Um, just more weapons. So you, you uh, as a Contra purist are like inv- hardcore. Bigger inventory. Able, yeah. to, able to, I think Hardcore, you were able to collect uh, two weapons um, in your inventory. 
That's to cheating. toggle between. Well, you can do. It doesn't weapons. even say Contra in the name. It's garbage. No, you could do that in Contra Rebirth as well. You can collect two weapons and toggle between them. Anyway, uh, I think we're all pretty much uh, agreed that it's a good game. And if you like, if you like classic running gunners, and you haven't, well, then again, anybody who's listening to this show has played Contra. I would imagine. Like, I if hope you haven't, so. if you haven't played Contra, then go out and fucking play Contra. Jesus. There were two virtual console releases since the last show, Faxanadu and Natsume Championship Wrestling. Oh. <laughs> Faxanadu is pretty fun. Um, it's it's Sounds pretty decent. It wasn't it's spectacular, Norse. but it's very Norse and it's kind of a it reminded when I was a kid it reminded me a lot of Zelda 2, but I haven't played it in a long time. It's kind of a side-scrolling action RPG. And I, I kind of um, remember this about Faxanadu trying like you know as a younger kid trying to pronounce Yggdrasil. The world tree, yeah. <laughs> Which is, if you look at it, it's just like a skew of consonants. It really is, and it's funny because there's a there's a to diverge from uh, video games for a moment. Uh, there's a traditional game out called Ascension. It's a card game that I play that has uh, a couple of different cards that have Yggdrasil as the the name. It's it's like fucking Mixelplick, right? Like you get it to say its name backwards, and it goes, it goes back, back to its, its own dimension. dimension. You know. <laughs> It's just like it's. It really is just way a whole bunch of consonants with a Y at the beginning. Yeah, you're like as a kid, I had trouble saying that, and I'm like, I have trouble saying that now. <laughs> um, I've never played Natsume Championship Wrestling because I've never been a wrestling fan of any sort, but I've heard people talk about it as a fun wrestling game. But I thought it was like Ring King. I have no idea. I, I'm I've, like I said, I'm the wrong person to ask about wrestling games at all. You ever played it? No. Jason? No? no? Nobody? No. Yeah. I don't like wrestling games. Well, it's 800 points if you want to go pick no, it up. I'm good. Uh, Xbox Live Game Room has been dead since December. Uh, there hasn't been a single new release for that since December 22nd. So. What a waste. <laughs> <laughs> Such a wasted opportunity. Yes, it absolutely is. Um, did you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, wrap up the show? Contra's almost as good as Metal Slug. Almost. I, I give that as high praise. Except you said Metal Slug is unfair and Contra oh, yeah, is fair. No. So. <laughs> that's, one, that's one thing. <laughs> that's one thing. That's it. <clears throat> Danny uh, and your logic. <laughs> rate us on iTunes. Uh, rate us on the Zoom Marketplace. As usual, I will say, if you can figure out how. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at AfterTheFactPod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Geek Elite. Andy's on there as Mathtastrophe. Spell it. M-A-T-H-T-A. S T R O P H Y. I only paused, fucker. I didn't actually you were mess reading it, up. it. It was in front of you. <laughs> I just paused. Jesus Christ, I'm allowed to breathe while I'm speaking, right? <laughs> no. Uh, you can like our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash after the fact podcast. Um, you can friend me on PSN or, or XBLA if you want. Uh, my PSN is Geek Elite. My 360 is Geek X Elite. Andy's, again, is Mathtastrophe. I'm not going to spell it again because I get made fun of even if I get it right. So uh, you can join the forums on the website, talk about games. Uh, they're, they're a little slow, but we're trying to pick them up. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at afterthefact at geekerific.com. Uh, email us questions, comments, rants, raves, whatever you want. You can also post questions to us at, on Twitter and Facebook as well. well. We'll read them there or on the forums. Thank you, Jason, for coming by and being a Contra fanatic and sure. showing you. us all up and 
you know, making us look like idiots. Uh, thank you, Andy. My eyeballs want to explode out of my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christina. And we're out. Don't get that on Contra. <laughs> uh, that's Metroid. My bad. <laughs> Maybe Uprising, the hardcore oh, yeah. Uprising. The... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Christina's intro right there. What's your favorite weapon? Spread. <laughs> Man, you're shooting all over the place. <laughs> Dirty fuckers. <laughs>